It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast covering the Las Vegas Raiders, right? We're here talking Raider football. Don't tell me you're not listening as much because it's the offseason. That's not what the numbers say. So make sure you are subscribing to the podcast. If you don't subscribe, do it now, wherever you get your podcast. If your friends don't subscribe and they are members of Raider Nation, they got the card-carrying license living in Raider Nation, don't let them. I mean, we're, we're discovering all these new listeners now, Mo. I see it every day on the YouTube channel, in Twitter, and people are like, hey, I just found this podcast. It's awesome. Or, hey, I just found this podcast, and I hate those guys, so I'm going to troll them. That's great, too. We don't mind. As long as you're listening. I'm okay with it if you don't like us. Just listen. So make sure you subscribe wherever you get the show, uh, as we do appreciate that as well. And a hearty hello to the folks in the YouTube chat, always lighting it up and having... I would say spirited, but respectful arguments. We don't get too many crazy people in our chat on the YouTube channel. They actually go back and forth at each other's throats in a nice way. So, so we appreciate that. So, shout also, out. also shout out to Will Upton on Twitter. Will, yes, uh, yes, he tweets us a lot, and I liked his comment on Wednesday when he said it's, our show is very low, is low drama. Love and them. I say that I wanted to point that out simply because some, sometimes and what I, I'm not going to call it names of podcasts, but <laughs> some people like to stir <laughs> drama just just to get listens on their podcast and, yeah. and they wind up getting suffused with other podcasts. And I just feel like it's it's counterproductive and it's silly. It's a lot of high yeah. school stuff. And I and like I said, some people will say some people like the drama and that's fine. You like the drama beefing between reporters and YouTubers and podcasters. That's that's fine. That's what you like. <laughs> but we're we're just not about drama. We're just no. about football, and we of course we have a little fun. But we're not going to come at if you're tuning into the show because you think we're going to talk about something that another podcast or reporter or or content creator did that we can rail on. It's, it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, we just don't do that because we're professional. By the way, Mo, did you hear the rumor about? No. <laughs> Um, I, I'm absolutely kidding, but no, that, that's what we do. We do our show. We, we listen, I would say, and again, I'm not saying we deserve it, but we are on a big national, uh, radio station, a radio company's network. Odyssey is big. If you're not familiar where you're at, Odyssey is a massively, they own radio stations all over the country. Huge. And we are number three in their NFL network, uh, as far as the number of downloads. So we're very proud to be here, but I, I would be very comfortable. And I think when you look at our show, you could slap our show on local TV anywhere and it would be fine. We don't curse. I don't have any problem with people cursing. I'm just saying on this show, we don't do it. We keep it family friendly. Every once in a while, I'll slip up here and there, but not too often. Um, but that's the kind of show we do. We do it level-headed, not drama. We do get fired up occasionally about stuff. But but it's always level headed and and I'm not always right and neither is Mo. Mo's probably more right than I am. But nonetheless, it's okay. It's okay. And and so I appreciate that and I appreciate Will's comment because to me that's like one of those ultimate comments when people say, "Hey, look, no drama." That means they listen in, 
They hear good conversation and then they go away. They feel like they've had something additive to their life versus saying, wow, I just listened to 15 minutes about a guy talking about another guy's wife or another guy DMing <laughs> somebody about panties or something. I, hey, look, I don't care. Whoa. I don't care. I don't care. Whoa. Like it doesn't matter. I think and all that stuff, you know, drama, save it for your mama. Right. That's what they say. We, let's put it this way. I, like I said, I'm not going to dive into we, your comments there, but we, we're not studio gangsters. We, we handle our beefs off camera. We don't do that on camera. <laughs> yes, Mo berates me after every show. He just starts yelling at me. It makes me really sad. No, okay. All right, so there we go. Of course, we're joking. But anyway, yeah, I don't even know. I hear these things. I don't even know who they're about. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then... I, I don't even ask because I don't even want to know who cares. Like, just do your thing. So that's a go. Um, all right. So we're going to dive in now. But but part of these myths is this whole idea that you can't make progress. Look, the Raiders defense is not going from 27th in the NFL to number four in one year. It's not going to happen. All right. Now, I'm not saying it can't get much better. I'm just saying it's not going to go from bottom five to top five in one year. So we know they have to work on their defense. I'm inundated with people telling me that I should stop talking about the Raiders and the quarterback situation because they really just need to build their defense. And Mo, you are, you constantly, I shouldn't say constantly, you regularly correct people when they have nice conversations with you on Twitter and I'm watching that uh, they'll say one thing as an absolute, and, you know, one thing has to be done at the expense of the other and you remind them. No, you can actually, two things can be true. You can build your defense, go out and improve it vastly, greatly, I should say. And you could also address the quarterback position for the future with a young quarterback. Or if you decide to go the veteran route, get a veteran uh, QB and then also draft a younger one to bring along. Why is it that people f feel like you can only do one thing at a time? I think it's the focus. I think... And again, we're on Twitter a lot where there are only 280 characters if you don't use a thread. So people just kind of focus on what's the most important thing. The funny thing is this offseason, I think finding a quarterback and improving the defense are equally important for the Raiders because now they don't have a, a clear-cut starter and their defense, I believe, was ranked 26 in scoring this past season. So yeah. they have a lot of work to do in both areas. But when, as I've said this, and I've said, I think I tweeted this on Wednesday, a lot. I think I said it to just win Wendy. Shout out to her, by the way. I said it to her. It was on Twitter, on social media. It's a lot of this or that. So yep. if you like this, you can't like that. We're getting into draft season, and I'm sure there's going to be times I get on Twitter where I say I like prospect X, and someone will jump in and say, "Well, you don't like prospect Y? Why not?" I'm like, I didn't say I didn't like the other prospect. I just said I like this prospect. So this is what I mean about this or that. It's like you can't like one. If you like one thing, you have to hate the other. If yes. one thing is true, the other thing has to be false. And you see a lot of that on Twitter. And it's just it, it's it's just poor discussion, poor argument, poor debate skills. I don't know what it is. But when you get into the conversation about, okay, the Raiders need to find a quarterback. And someone says, no, they need to build a defense. They need to do both. They need to find a quarterback, <laughs> and they need to be able to build the defense, not one or the other. Well, and I think what, what I see a lot of, Mo, in, in recent days is, no, go get a veteran quarterback because we need to use all our draft picks on the defense. Okay, so let's stick with that point of logic. And I'm not making fun of people here. I'm just trying to, to, to show the other side. And that is, couldn't you also address the defense with some draft picks and some free agents? 
and then also use a draft pick on a quarterback? Mm, uh, I don't know. I think so. So to your point, look, you can you can address both. They have to address both. Again, yes, you have to have most Super Bowl teams have had a top 10 defense when they've won the Super Bowl. No question. So that has to be your goal. Okay. But guess what? If there's nobody to run the offense, you're not going to win anything either. So so the the and, it's not the or, it's the and. A quarterback and lots of defense. That's what the discussion should be. And I think the key here, we talk about draft picks. You need to balance draft picks on offense and defense for what we've talked about for weeks here, Mo, and that is building a sustained winner in the NFL today requires you to have as many young players on rookie contracts as you possibly can. Then you pepper in free agents in spots that you have holes and voila, okay? You have to hit on draft picks more and more than, than, than in the past. We saw the Chiefs. The Chiefs have six, six draft picks from last year starting in the Super Bowl, okay? Or playing in the Super Bowl at the very least. I think four of them start. So, so you have to nail both things. But to me... People are getting very focused on, and I get it because of the time that the, the Raiders haven't won a playoff game. They want to win now. Great, I get it. You're a fan. Of course you want your team to win now. But do you want to go to the playoffs for the next two years and maybe win one game or not win any, and then you're back to being 3-14? and 14? Or do you want to build a team that's going to actually sustain itself and contend in the AFC West and in the AFC for years to come? What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I remember hearing this uh, kind of assessment of a GM and a head coach in the NFL. I'm not saying this is the case in, with every team. But a lot of times head coaches have short-term objectives as the priority. So like fans, they want they want to improve the team now. Let's go get this player in free agency. Let's go get this. Let's sign this player. Let's trade for this player. GMs have to have a long-term outlook where they say, how can we build a sustainable winner? How can we sustain it? If we're going to be good next year, how can we be good for the next three to five years? And I think you have to mesh the two ideals and say, okay, let's get some free, as you said, let's get some free agents who can help us right now. Let's get some rookies at the top of the draft that can help us right now in the first, second round. But let's also make sure we don't overspend so we don't hamper ourselves and we can build for the future. And I think you have to find that middle ground. That's what the Raiders have been trying to do for the past, I don't know. 2025 years and they haven't been able to do that and i they had a chance to do it with mayock and gruden but they they fouled that up because a lot of their early round picks were duds we kept hearing while gruden and mayock were building this raider team that the 2018 draft the 2019 draft when mayock joined in the 2020 draft the 2021 draft these are going to be the drafts that are going to be part of the raiders foundation of their future yes and and what happened? It, they fouled up on the picks. A lot of the picks didn't pan out. Guys are not even on football teams. Some of their first-round picks are not even on teams now. One was an unfortunate situation that we couldn't foresee. But, I mean, look at Damon Arnett, you know, yeah. his it's, Instagram it, it, tirade. Look at Alex Leatherwood. It's just 
when you foul up on picks like that, you hurt your foundation and the Raiders have to draft a lot better. And that's why they are where they're at right now. That's why they don't have a defense. Look how many picks they missed on. I mean, their drafts again, and I won't go too much on the side, their drafts uh, are as bad as Madonna's facelift. I mean, it's just bad. It's bad stuff. Like you, you, you want to look away. You want, you you just want to look away. It's terrible. Trouble with this episode, Scott. Ah, what? It's Madonna. She's 64 years old. She's a beautiful woman. I don't know why she ruined herself. But anyway, that's beside the point. So so you have that. And again, too, I think that the other thing is, and I've seen I've seen a lot of fans that are that are that balance, like because Raider Nation's got some really wicked smart people. And I had mm-hmm. some fans tweet at me and say, Hey, listen, we can still get Rogers and go get a CJ Stroud or somebody like that. While technically that's true. How do you do that when you have to give up your first one? And I know people keep arguing with me that the Packers aren't going to require a first-round pick. I had people telling me that Pete Doherty doesn't know what he's talking about. And I'm like, okay, the guy covers a team. He talked to four GMs I mean, or executives in the league scouts, and you're telling me he doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay, you can believe what you want to believe, but Aaron Rodgers right now, I'm telling you, it's going to be – Derek Carr gets a third-round pick as compensation if that's what is indeed happening with the Saints. You don't think Aaron Rodgers, an MVP, is going to require a first-round pick? He's going to. And so, to me, I get the veteran and a rookie thing, and they could still do that, but the veteran's not going to be Aaron Rodgers and a high-draft-pick quarterback. The veteran's going to be one of those other guys, Stidham, right, because he's technically a veteran, or a Garoppolo or somebody else like that, and a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young, whoever they decide on. Um, and that's the, that's the kind of thing you have to do. You still, to the point, is I don't argue with me that you have to have a good defense to win in the NFL. Yes, you do, but you also have to have a good quarterback. You have to have a quarterback that can run the offense efficiently, and it, it has to be a balance. And I think right. I think fans will say, will push back and say, well, the chances of you going to the playoffs with a rookie quarterback are slim to none. But what I will say is that what is the alternative? Giving up a first rounder and another pick for Aaron Rodgers, and then now you're hampered how much you can spend because of his contract, and hampered how much you can bring in how many guys on rookie deals that you can bring in to help that defense because you got to give up the draft capital to get Aaron Rodgers. To me, right. it you're if you're getting Aaron Rodgers, you're going all in on 2023 and saying, we'll worry about the rest later. Right. And I and I like I said from Josh McDaniel's perspective, because he hasn't won a lot as a head coach in the NFL, I would understand that way of thinking. But as I just said, head coaches think in the short term. GMs think in the long term. So I, I would think that Dave Ziegler was will pull back and say, look, I understand Aaron Rodgers would be great for us in 2023, but do we really want to hamper ourselves down the line where, okay, let's say we win 10, 11 games in 2023, and then we go back to, you know, a six-win season, and then we're fired, you know, because we have two losing seasons <laughs> and one playoff season. Is that really what we want? And I think that those are the things you have to weigh if you're uh, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. Well, and, and even then, you, so next year you get Aaron Rodgers. Let's say you go ten and seven, you sneak in the playoffs or the wild card playoff, whatever. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers goes on his dark retreat next year and says, "I'm done." And you don't have. You might have gotten a rookie quarterback late in the draft, but they might not be the the guy. They're not going to be your franchise quarterback. They're a developmental opportunity. Uh, you don't know. They're a Gardner Minshew type guy. You know what I mean? Who's who might be good, um, but then you're back. Basically, you're back where you are this year, but it's a year or two down the road. And so to me, that's why, uh, that's why I think you got to, if, 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 if they love one of these guys, you got to go for it. 
And that's what Orlovsky said on ESPN on Wednesday. And I agree with him. It's what I said in my piece. And and people arguing about, well, you the, the draft is a gamble. Yeah, the draft's a gamble every year. So mm-hmm. it's a stupid argument because, well, you don't know if they're going to... Yeah, you don't know. Guess what? You don't know if you're going to wake up tomorrow, pal. So we all don't. We all don't know what's going to happen. But you have to decide what is the prudent action. You're not going to be in the top eight in the draft every single year. You just don't. You don't get there. You don't want to be. You don't no, want to be, don't, definitely. Be. But one, really quick, there's one nugget I want to mention with this Aaron Rodgers situation. I think I should have mentioned this at the beginning. And I want mm-hmm. fans to listen closely to me on this because this is important. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN said the teams that are interested in Aaron Rodgers would want a two-year commitment. And mm-hmm. it's for the reason we just spoke about is that He's a year-to-year guy at this point in his career, 39 years old, where he's contemplating whether he's going to continue his career or not in the offseason. So teams aren't going to be willing to give up, again, premium draft capital if they're only going to get one year of Aaron Rodgers. They want at least two years of Aaron Rodgers so that you can prepare yourself just in case he does walk away. You got an extra year on the back end of his deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, see, these are the things you have to think about. So we'll continue to have spirited discussions with you online. We'll have them in the chat right off uh, this side to the column in YouTube. And then uh, you can also send us, by the way, uh, in the next segment, we're going to take a break now. We do our weekly mailbag segment. During the season, we do a whole mailbag show. But during the offseason, we do the final segment of our of our uh, late week show to do that. So, so make sure you mail us. You can mail us at mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's mail at silverandblacktoday.com. We'll get to your questions, your comments, your insults, your love notes to Mo. We get to them all. We get to them all. So make sure you send them. And that's what we're going to be doing next here on the show. To our audience in Las Vegas on 98.5, the fan and 1140 AM, the bet. Thanks for being with us. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back after these special words.